Y'all know he rocks out for the happy hour mix too. This is nothing new right now. Let's go, bitch.
you trying to show off? That's DJ Faye from Magic 102.3 and 92.7. Oh man, I am super excited. Grown Folk Friday, y'all. You know, we always have a good time, have a conversation, and talk about it all. I am Big Jagger, DJ in the midday. Thank you so much, DJ Faye. You don't have to say your name. We appreciate you and your man bun. Yes. (laughs) The effort that you put into that. I love it. It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of effort. effort. Well, you know, this Grown Folk Friday, I have been looking forward to because I have some beautiful ladies joining me. Legends, okay. Uh, Wife, mother of three daughters. Hampton University alumni, a member of Delta yeah. Sigma Theta sorority, longtime journalist, and currently a morning anchor for Get Up DC. I think I feel like that's how you have to say it. Get Up DC. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Vicky USA Nine, Miss Allison Seymour. Hello, hello. <laughs> yes, I also have wife, mother of three boys, Ball State University alumni. <laughs> a member of the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, <laughs> my star, longtime journalist and currently an evening anchor on NBC4 Washington, Miss Sean Yancey. Hi, ladies. Hi, how are you, Vic? I am good. I am doing good. I mean, I'm so honored to be speaking with both of you. This is going to be fun. Isn't We're excited. It? Ready to be I'm here. Huh? You look grown? You look grown, Allison. You look grown. You got the shoulders out. I love it. Yes. Both of you showing some clavicle. Let me get my clavicle going. Clavicle girl. (laughs) You know, I want to take it back to the beginning. And because you both have decades of experience, which is which says a lot, you know, especially as black women in media and journalism. Uh, your career is just just something to admire, truly. And so I want to know, did you always know that you wanted to go into television news? Because a lot of people say, you know, I want to be a journalist or, you know, I want to do radio. I want to do TV. I know I wanted to do TV at first, but then I fell in love with radio. And so, you know, that started my career. But did you always know that you wanted to do um, television? Yancy, you want to hit it first? Sure, I, I will. I will go first. So yeah, I've known since I was in probably third grade, um, and I knew because my dad is a physician, and he would be a part of the Ask the Doctor segment at the local television station where I grew up in Indianapolis. And I have no idea what my dad was saying. I wasn't paying attention to him. I was watching the black news anchor who was interviewing him. She was the first black news anchor on television in the state of Indiana. And I was in awe of what she was doing, how she was asking questions and what she was doing. And so when I watched her, I thought, I wanna be just like her when I grow up. Now, my first real job out of college was at a radio station and it was fun and it was great voice training for me. And, and so it was kind of the reverse for me, Vic. 
it was it was it was great but i knew that's not where i wanted to stay television right. was ultimately where i wanted to go but yeah i've known since i was a little bitty girl yeah, yeah. So, i um so i'll just say quickly and i've told this story a lot so stop me if you've heard me but as a little kid i actually saw what i thought was like a commercial for a tv show i don't know like a sitcom or whatever with these people and they were in the community and i'm telling you i was I don't know. I was little, like yeah. elementary school. And um, they were, and people were coming up to them and they were, you know, and then at the end, um, they were like, uh, they had that theme song, Still the One. Because don't ask me how I remember all this. It was still the one. <laughs> they were like, hey, man. And I'm like, I don't know what they're doing, but I want to do that. And so later I found out, you know, it was a promo for a news station. And my mom, independently of that, I didn't say anything. Like when I got into high school, she was like, you know, I think you'd make a good TV reporter. And I'm like, hmm, because that's what I want to do. So yeah, <laughs> I knew, I knew for a long time um, what I wanted to do. And I, you know, there's not a day that goes by that I'm not like, thank you, Lord, the universe, uh, Jesus, yes. everybody, for like helping me be in this position because I honestly don't know what else I would do. I went on a job interview before my first job and the guy offered me the job. It was some like office job. And I literally started crying. He was like, what is wrong <laughs> with you? And like, I'm like, well, is the job. <laughs> I really wanted to be a TV reporter, but I'm thankful. And he was like, look, if you, <laughs> this job will be here. If you don't get a TV job, and I was like at the end of my rope, like if you don't get a TV job in a certain amount of time, come on back. But I think yeah. you should try to go for it. And thank goodness he did because I'm where I'm supposed to be. Absolutely. And your journey definitely teaches you lessons along the way. And it kind of reinforces why you started to do what you did and, and why you continue to do it. You know, one thing that I was uh, I was thinking about when it comes to TV, I was just like, when I first, because I went to school for, for television, right? And it was kind of the same thing when I was in uh, high school, I wanted to do law, right? So I wanted to be a police officer, but then I found out that you can't go straight to detective, right? Because that's what I thought. <laughs> so I yes. scrapped that. I was like, no, I just, I want to be a detective. Like I... Nick, I got to ask, were you watching TV detectives and you were like, I'm going to be like that? Yes, Ooh. yes. And that is exactly, so I just thought like, okay, I'm just going to be a detective. And then I found out you have to go through, you know, you have to be on the street and you have to do, and I was like, oh no. So then I went to do TV. And so I was like, well, I want to be the host and anchor. And I, but I was like, wait a minute, you have to work, work your way up to. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> so one of the things, and there's, you know, I know that there are so many incredible reporters, but is, are there um, times where you can go straight to being an anchor or do you have to put in that work and actually, you know, work your way? Can I, can I, I'm going to okay. tell you just to, from, from okay. my own personal experience real quick. So my, my first television job I got, I got hired uh, in Fort Wayne, Indiana as a five day a week reporter. And I think within 30 days of me being there, they made me the morning anchor. And sure, that was fine, I did a great job. I got hired 11 months later in Pittsburgh, which was a much larger market. And I was hired as the weekend morning anchor and a, a reporter three days a week. Let me just tell you this, I did not know what I was doing as a reporter. I was not very mm -hmm. good. And thank gosh that I had a, a great news director who said, look, 
I believe in you. So we're going to work on this. And we kind of worked on it. And I think that you need to be a, a solid, solid reporter. I mean, whether you're an anchor or you're, you're a general assignment reporter, you're always a reporter. And for, right. for me, I was better on the anchor desk because my skills and my knowledge and my experience as a reporter helped that process. So for me, absolutely, I think you should. I know it doesn't always happen that way for everybody, but I'm just saying, I think you do need to work your way up to be in that sort of position. Just yeah. my yeah. Well, no, no, no. And that's, uh, yes, I, I agree with that um, position. So for me, I went up to uh, a town called Utica, New York for my first job. And I was older because I was behind the scenes for about five years. I'm telling y'all, I was like trying to make it happen, right? So I was a writer, production assistant, all that behind the scenes. So five years into it, I'm 27 and I'm sending out tapes, you know, and I know people were like, Girl, you're never gonna do this. But I was like, yes, I am. So I finally right. got a bite. Upstate New York, Utica. Um, man, if you're not from there, you might not have ever ever heard of this town. I and was wondering, I got, like, well, where, what, what, how far is it from uh, the city? Look, New York City. Yeah. <laughs> every place I worked was like two hours, and at the time, my okay. boyfriend lived in New York City, so I was on the road, baby, every weekend, oh, praying. Wow. Yeah. I slide off the road because it was always like at least three feet of snow on the ground oh in Utica, New York. <laughs> anyway, so when I got there for the job, I thought I was going for a reporter job. And they said, yeah, okay, well, you're going to report and you're also going to do this uh, new newscast. Oh, and you're also going to produce it and you're going to run the assignment desk. This station was, oh, wow. the newsroom was about the size of you know, this room I'm sitting in now, which is not a big room. And um, so I was doing all of it. Um, so I didn't go for, I didn't, when I started, I just knew I wanted to be in television news. And when they said, you're going to do this, that, and the third, I was like, okay, no idea what I was doing, what I was getting into. But like Sean, it just sort of pushed me in that way. My second job in a little bit bigger town, upstate New York still, I got hired in the summer in November. They were like, we think it's time for a woman to be on the anchor set. So I was the first woman ever on a oh, nightly yes. news. And you know the first black person. This was the <laughs> Wait. Wait a minute, girl. I and didn't know that. Go ahead, Al. Yes, honey. She, yes. She's a trailblazer. Yes. <laughs> she's a history maker. And I think I was the last one. But anyway, I'll just, I always look at the website to see they have well, another maybe. black woman on that anchor desk. But anyway, so yeah, so the path goes like this sometimes, but I feel like I know how to do every job Everything. in the newsroom besides shooting. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of how I, I think it helps. When I first got in, I was doing everything. I knew I knew everyone yeah. in the programming department, sales, and, and it helps. Like even though you gotten to where you are, you're like, Child, I can get it now. I can go on the beat now. Don't right. <laughs> don't get it. <laughs> They'll know how to do it. Uh, one right. Thing, you know, I've always wanted to know when you guys are doing serious stories and, you know, you have to report on things that are just so heavy. Over time, do you become desensitized or how do you separate your emotion from, you know, what you're talking about? Because I know. For me, you know, radios are just a little bit different because people can't see us and my face, I, I tell everything, right? And so I am, 
I know I was doing a story and it was really sad and my voice was cracking and it was just like that emotion is coming out. But people, when they hear it, they're hitting me like, oh my gosh, yes, you know, I feel you. But yes. I think in news, you have to kind of keep that straight face. You have to, I don't know if you have to push those emotions or if you become desensitized after a little, if, after a while. Hmm. So um, how do you deal with that? Sean, you can go first. Yeah. I think that, and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna not speak for Allison, but speak about Allison as well. I think that what makes Allison phenomenal um, is that we're we're real people. And so I don't think it's, it's desensitized. Yeah, when we talk about the weather all the time, the weather's whatever, but if a yeah. story hits you, you're real and you're emotional and it comes through in how not only you're delivering the story, but sometimes on your, on your face. And I've cried on air during the middle of a story that, that was heartbreaking. I've cried on air during the middle of a story that was happy. Um, I have been angry sometimes. And just like you, Vic, my face usually tells everything. It, it tells on me all the time. And I think that's, for me personally, I want to see somebody who is real. I mean, yeah, we're not supposed to give our opinions and talk about, you know, politics or where we stand on this, that, or the other. Right. But but oftentimes we were encouraged to share our opinions about certain things and you can't help it. We're, we're first of all, we're, we're women, we're yeah. black women, we're mothers, we're wives, we're girlfriends, we're daughters, we're, we're sisters, we're friends. So you can't always block out the outside world from being who you are on television. Okay. Nor should, nor should you. And Sean, I, I, I say thank you because, and you're going to make me cry. Um, but the reason why you're phenomenal is, is the same thing. And Vic, you too. You know, lots of people do the job that we do across this country. And I think what sets some people aside or apart is that you look at the TV and you're like, that's the emotion I would have had. Yep. That's, you know, that's how that story hit me. Um, a, a baby is, is hit by a car on Georgia Avenue last week. Mm -hmm. That's sad. We can relate to that. We understand that the people standing there are traumatized by that. We understand that. And so if we're reporting the story and you have a voice crack or you have to try to get it together on the air, that is what sets you apart. And again, Shauna, you know, we're not going to be out here every different story because then it becomes almost fake. Like, oh, they just every story. But if it hits you, it hits you. And, uh, and I think we all have expressive faces and there have been times where we have reported stories that go against who we are as black women and we have to stop from doing this face. And that's what I, I know, oh my gosh. I, <laughs> oh, I was gonna ask about yeah. that as well because sometimes, especially with this administration that we just, you know, got rid of, I know that there have been times where if, especially I think <laughs> as black women, okay. And yeah. I will use Yamiche Alcindor. I'll use Abby Phillip. I'll say April Ryan. They have been on the front lines and have been called every name, have been mm -hmm. publicly um, shamed or embarrassed, called stupid, I you know, just a lot of different things. And for me, I'm like, hold up. No, y'all not, you know, that's like my initial reaction. Like, no, wait a minute. These women deserve respect. Right. Do you feel that you, it is important for you to speak out about these issues? Do you feel that you would get 
criticism, not just, you know, from the public, but within, mm -hmm. uh, you know, within oh. the, the <laughs> organization, like, you know, it's still black women have to work twice as hard. And we see right. that. We see right. that. And I'll say you were, um, you know, you were talking about some of those women on a national level that, that are in, that covered the White House. And I think that the way that uh, they, they sort of managed that, they are the winners because they're still standing. They're still out there reporting and, and everybody can see, you know, exactly how they were treated. Um, there, as Sean said, we have been encouraged in our career at our former station to, and, and where I am now um, to some degree to talk about it. If something really hits you, we might call anchor Annie in the morning, you know, she did a whole commentary about uh, Asian uh, hate right now. And so sometimes you're encouraged to answer your question. Yeah, there, there are two sides of some of these things, even though they seem one-sided, you know, even though it's like, how can you at all relate to people storming the Capitol and have a problem with me saying that these people are terrorists and need to be handled? Like, what's the other side to that? But we know that there are some people who are going to say that. And as far as I'm concerned, um, some issues don't have two sides. Like that did not have two sides in my opinion. Um, and so, you know, you can speak on it, but yeah, sometimes they're gonna say your, your opinion went too far on the job. And if, it's, if it matters and, it, and you feel like it was justified, you know, I've been in those rooms where I've been like, well, I don't agree with that. So what are we, what are we gonna do, you know? Do you fear that you will be, because I feel when women, black women speak up mm -hmm. and even if we are making our point and right. we're determined to like, we're standing our ground, standing our ground is, is sometimes twisted to be aggressive you know, right. oh, your attitude, oh, yeah. oh you're difficult, yeah. yeah, so how do you move in within those rooms and still I think you educate your people. voice? I think you educate people, I mean, I, I think that, you know, there are those words, and we, we all know those words, the words that you, you said, aggressive, or, or, you know, women, period, but I think that sometimes, I know for me, I have been in that room, and enough has been enough, and I, I had it up to here and I just let everybody know, hey, this is not right. And this is why you're wrong. And this is what you need to understand. And so sometimes it goes in and it goes to heart. Other times it goes in one ear and out the other, but I have to know that who I am as a person and who I am, to, to me, I think ultimately first and foremost is the most important thing. Because at the end of the day, I, I have to, to go to sleep and answer to God and answer to my family and make sure that how I live my life was was right so yeah, that's right and at the end of the day too sometimes the people that we're supposed to answer for at the end of our life they're not they're this significant in everything out here i mean <laughs> i i guess you know we are in this place now where if you can't respect me keep on moving i mean and i'm right. i'm in a place in my life where if you can't respect me then i'm gonna keep on moving and 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 they just to add on to that real quick, I also, how do I navigate that and all that? I think about, I mean, who? Let's think about Michelle Obama, called every name in the book oh, just yeah. because she existed as the first lady, yeah. just for no reason. We're getting death threats. We're being called, you know, gorilla and a man and all this, and as a Black woman. So, you know, that's just in our time. Let's not go back like one other generation. <laughs> Let's not talk about right. the... Uh, who 
whoever, the, the Fannie Lou Hamer is out here just trying to vote. You know, um, let's not talk about these strong black women. They have always been demonized by some. Waters, Representative Waters, like, yeah. Right? What makes me feel like I'm gonna get out of here with everybody loving me? But guess what? The people yeah. who don't, because I share an opinion that is gonna resonate with most people who look like me, they're mm -hmm. not gonna be for me anyway. And so there comes a time, I mean, it just makes you stronger. Like it makes you stronger because you have to stand sometimes in your truth. And if, it, if it's not working for you on a corporate level because of that, and you know mm -hmm. you're right, sometimes you have to say, thank you for the experience. I'm gonna go over here. Yeah, yeah. And you both did that, okay? And, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> listen, I want, do you guys have journalist group chats? Okay, so industry group chats where you guys can really let loose and say, Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm in with dance right now. We do, it, we, do it almost, we do it almost daily. I mean, so yes, we, yes. we, we okay. do it daily. Yes. But we're not the only ones over here. Okay, good. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Definitely. Um, it's your support circle. Right. <laughs> I feel like Black women are just one big uh, group chat anyway, because the way we speak, the way we advocate for each other, the way, you know, we're, mm -hmm. it's always like we see each other, okay? <laughs> I got you. Now, when it comes to going to work every day, one thing that, cause you know, I did a, a, a year, like a segment at NBC4. And mm -hmm. one thing I've always just want, I'm like, where do they get all these clothes from? I'm struggling, <laughs> I'm struggling to find an outfit and they, have, they come every That's day. So funny. Now, Allison, you broke it down by colors I was reading. so yeah. monday you do yellow i do you red wednesday red. Blue. thursday is purple and friday is green green and sean loves it when it's friday because i wear green green <laughs> you know <laughs> um yeah you know um vic so that sort of started um that was something that my dad Bless me with, he's not with uh, with me anymore, but he would talk about, now this, you talk about, uh, you know, uh, a heavy brother. Like if you look in the dictionary, heavy brother in the urban dictionary, it's my dad, he's there. So he's talking about like ideas from, you know, the Kabbalah and ancient religions and all these other things. Um, and he was a minister, he was a, you know, he was Christian minister. However, he had lived in India, he lived in West Africa, and he sort of brought all of these things with him. So I say all that to say that he said to me um, back in the day, he said, you know, Allison, different colors have different vibrations. And if you wear yellow on this day, it vibrates with, and now we're all talking like this, so I don't feel so like off the wall talking about things like this. If you wear yellow on this day, it vibrates with the energy of prosperity or whatever, and it radiates, you know? And so for many years, I didn't do it. And then like really in the last years of his life, um, maybe for about 10 years now, I just started doing it and it makes it easier. And I used to wear my, and yeah, you can back me up. I used to accessorize if I wanted to wear a different color, I would just throw on like a yellow necklace or whatever, but the business as far as what we wear that changed. So you might notice we spend a lot of time in solid colors right now. So yeah. it makes it a little easier in some ways to just sort of mix it up. 
Um, but that's my joy because I'm a discount shopper. Nancy and I have one <laughs> each other. I'm like, these ladies are always Marsh. killing it. Like, killing it. And I'm like, nobody oh. can get trust this <laughs> I, I appreciate well, that. Allison was like, yeah, we are, I'm a discount shopper too. I look for deals wherever I can find them. And a lot of times people are like, do they provide wardrobe for you? No. (laughs) We have to come up up with our own wardrobe. Now I, uh, I keep a calendar on the wall in my, in my closet. So I mark down what I wear every day and it is my goal. I try not to repeat an outfit uh, I try to do six weeks if I can go six weeks. And so we used to be told, I try not to try not to wear black. Now black is actually my favorite color just because I, I know because that thick. y'all be like, why right. is it wearing black? And didn't I just see her with that on? Right. I mean, I can't, I can't. So I try not to wear black. So um, every day or yes. I try to maybe wear it, you know, every now and then. But um, I'm trying to embrace all the colors like Allison. I don't adhere to her color schedule, but I try to wear as many green dresses as I possibly can because I love green. So, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, uh huh. Go ahead, Allison. Sorry. I was just going to say that's, I had no idea, Sean, you were on a, a six week scale. I know when I haven't worn something because it's either in the dirty clothes or the dry cleaning bag in the back of my car. And so that's how I don't wear the same. That's probably and, more of mine, too. <laughs> But Sean, that's very organized. And I like, I've been trying to organize my life a little bit more because mm. I'm usually that type too. I'm just like, all right, that's dirty. Okay. These, did I fold these clothes yet? Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, right. But you right. know, with COVID and everyone working from home, I mean, it just, we, we, we didn't have an idea mm-hmm. of how much things would change um, and working from home and, you know, shout out to Tony Perkins. Cause I remember he was doing a segment and he had just the top on and <laughs> pajama bottoms on. And I was like, working from home is definitely yeah. one of those things that, yes, you know, yes. that you can do. How did COVID shift your entire life, especially, you know, doing television news? I know, for me, it's just simply, you know, we broadcast from home, we have our microphones and things, but you guys, like even me setting this up, I'm like, oh, they do this every day. Oh, they have to make sure the hair is done. You know, sometimes I didn't wash my face yet. And I'm like, all right, in this break, I got to go wash my face. So I can. <laughs> so how do you shift for you guys? Now you want to go? Or you wanna... I'll start because I really feel like COVID allowed me to make these big changes in my life. Um, I was working from home since March, last March when we all went home. And I was at home from March until August when I resigned from Fox. And I think that being away from it, 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 it helped me sort of separate myself from things that, uh, you know, from, from Fox. I'm just going to say like that. I think I'm Yan, stop me if I'm if I'm saying too much. But um, I think it helped. Right, I think it helped me make decisions not being in there anymore because um, I was like, you know what? I'm able to shift and navigate. I never thought I would be able to do a newscast in my home, and it was um, difficult. Sometimes you feel, am I getting the support out here? Am I out here by myself? Like, what's going on? So I think it helped me. A lot of people with you in there. It was just me. They came, they set it up 
Right. They set it up. And then if there was a problem, yeah, they would come out and fix it. But when, when it's time to go on the air and you can't get your connection together because whatever, you're sort of here by yourself. So it, it made me rely on myself. My, my sweet husband, Mark, who was right there, he would get up with me in the morning and help set the thing up for me and all that. And so it was cool for a while. And then I'm just like, you know, no, this, this is letting me really think about where I want to be next in my life. And so I think it helped me make that decision. So when I got hired on um, Get Up DC, I was in the studio with different precautions. You know, we're still social distancing and all that, yeah. but it made it easier. It made it easier for me to make a real big life change. It did. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm, um, my heart breaks for families devastated by COVID-19. Um, and I'm not making light of that, but in my life, it's shown up as a, as a moment of great change. Yeah I, yeah. I think I would have to um, agree. So I, I, like Allison, we went home to anchor in March and I did not go back into the studio until August. And for, for personally, I work nights. So I would be gone um, and I didn't see my kids. So when I came home, we had dinner five days a week together and twice on Sundays. I mean, you know, we were, we were, you know, they didn't have dinner with us on Friday and Saturday, but Sunday through Thursday, I, I didn't know how to act. My kids, we had conversations. We would actually talk and talk about, you know, what did you do today? How are you being more active? What are you grateful for? Who else did you reach out to in our family? Who is at home? So, oh, and, and like Allison said, I, you know, I, I, I feel my heart breaks for all of the families that dealt with um, so much heaviness through that time period. For my family, it was a, a true blessing and it allowed me to be home and think about um, changes in my life as well. And um, making changes to better improve um, me individually and me as, and, and our family together. So it was, it was a blessing for us. Yeah, and you know, you both are wives and mothers and when I just think about your schedules and, and trying to be everything to everyone at some point. Um, it's just like how, I think I get this often, so I know you guys get it often, like, how do you do it? How do you, um, when it comes to, you know, Allison, your husband, Mark, does radio, has been doing radio for many years. Um, the, the, the schedule that you guys used to have, I guess, going to, when he was doing, you know, mornings, um, morning radio, and then you guys are raising mm -hmm. three daughters as well. Did you have to balance um, parenting? Yeah. You know, I know it takes a team, but I'm like, you have two parents who have outstanding careers and continue to uh, blossom in their careers and raising three daughters. What did that look like as far as like the balance? How did you maneuver that? It, I'm sure, right. yeah. Yeah, so so Vic, um, Yans knows, but I had three babies in four years on TV. And I honestly, it's a blessing because like my first two are 14 months apart and then the baby is two years behind the middle child. Um, I was on a mission, y'all. I started like- <laughs> I so, was like, yeah, <laughs> I just get it out of the way. Yeah. It was really grown folks Friday every day. <laughs> but I will say that, and you talked about it takes a, a village. There is the only way that we were able to navigate that is because of my sweet mom, 
Barbara Seymour and my dad, Lafayette Seymour. They, it was like they were truly sent from heaven above. Mark would leave, I would leave, Mark would leave on his way to a 92Q up in Baltimore. We would take right. the baby um, to my parents. My dad would meet Mark at the door and every day, you know, beloved, have a good day. And he would take the baby. He would take it was Sydney, then Skylar, then Spencer, and just disappear with them up in the in the and like at one point, I'm sure there were three babies sleeping in their bed with them. Um, and that is the way that we did it, period. I, I always I credit my mom, um, especially because you know it's really, really moms. We know that dad's playtime, grandpa's playtime, but mama was doing the bottles and all this other stuff. And had it not been for them. Um, I don't know how I would have done it. So that's how it looked when we were younger. Um, and then Mark actually went to New York for three years and in a real sort of, you know, a pivotal moment. I forget the ages of the kids, but he would come home like clockwork every weekend. And at, during that time, since I was mornings, here come Barbara over at the house taking kids to school, you know, so it is truly, that is how we were able to do it. And it was fun. It was a blessing. I think it, it enriched their lives. I hope to be that same kind of grandma um, when, when it's my turn. So that's the short end. I wish it could be better than that, but that is the only way. That's no, the only that way. Is, yes, that is awesome. And Sean, you, as well, you have three boys. Now, I have one boy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> sister so I know how it is you know watching little girls grow up and you know my little cousins and everything but as a boy mom I'm like <laughs> boys are a little different <laughs> rough just like listen sit down because I'm not trying to go to urgent care <laughs> you know like <laughs> so right. navigating three boys at home and you know being a wife how how did you do it um, I'm still navigating. No, um, <laughs> I, I did it. Thankfully, um, my husband is phenomenal. I mean, so I work nights and um, I missed a lot. You know, I, at some point in time before our former station added all the shows, I used to be able to come home in between shows and I would see them sometimes or or I would, you know, get to a game or something like that. But my husband was a rock star um, with the kids and making sure that he was there for everything. And I, and I have to tell you, we, so at some point, it wasn't just the three boys. I will never forget finding out my last ultrasound with the last baby. I went in and the technician, she was you know doing the ultrasound and she looked at me and she said, what are you hoping for? And I kind of looked at her and I said, I have two sons a husband, two male dogs, and a fish named Dennis. What do you think I'm hoping for? And so she starts laughing and then she does the little ultrasound thing and she goes, and I looked at her and I said, is it a boy? And she <laughs> said, yeah. And so for like just a second, I went, but then I'm like, all good. Because you know yeah, what? I, yeah. I'm the queen in this house. And, I was about uh, to say, yeah. I, I, I absolutely um, adore being that queen. In fact, so much so that we still have two dogs. The last dog, my husband said, do you want to get a girl dog? I was like, um, no, I'm the only woman in this house. <laughs> So, so I, um, I, I, you know, I love that. And I have to, to tease Allison. So Vic, you don't, you probably don't know this. So Allison and her husband are godparents to, um, our youngest son. Okay. And so, um, th that's how we decided a long time ago. I got my girls because they're her three girls. She got her sons because they can be our three sons. And my boys though were spread really far apart. So our parenting, our oldest is, uh, 30, 
The middle one is 20. Hey, let me say, I'm sorry, Sean. Let yes, me just yes, say this. Yes. You do not look like you have a 30 year old. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm like, are you 35? Because. <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay. Uh, he, he's, 30, he's 30 and now engaged. Just sent me his wedding, his wedding date. Uh, we got a 21 wow. year old and I got a 15 year old. So we um, never intended for them to be that far apart. We always say that's how God intended it. We tried, we just had a hard time getting them here and they showed up when God determined it was the right time. So, um, but you know, that's that's our, 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 our boy story in a nutshell. I'm the queen in this house. I love that. Absolutely. <laughs> and everything. <laughs> so now as I guess being married and having a career, having everything going on. Um, now, Sean, I do see you taking vacations a lot. I feel like it's a lot, but maybe they might be throwback pictures. <laughs> because I'm like, Sean is always at the beach now. <laughs> I'm still in beach right mode right now. Okay? <laughs> we just got back the other day. All right. So but, we were at the beach. Yeah. But how do you keep the spark alive? How do you, you know, with kids and, and this question was for both of you, but Sean, how do you, is that one of the ways that you feel that you can just make time for you and your husband to kind of keep it fresh? So it, it's not always easy. You have to think and plan. And that's what, um, we're doing like we made a commitment that every six months we're going to go somewhere just the two of us so whether it's a vacation to Italy or um, we go to Baltimore and we stay at um, the Ivy or, or wherever just as long as it's just the two of us and um, I think you it's, a, it's 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 a constant work I mean you know we we decided we have date night once a week during COVID, that date night became in front of our fireplace. We would order food, we would cuddle, and we'd watch a movie. So it is that's um, a perfect night. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's work, and it's been easier since I don't work until you know. I don't. I used to get home at midnight every night, and my husband would be asleep. So it's a little bit easier now, but uh, it's it's a constant work in progress. It is um, prayer together. It is talking together. And I think communication is, is one of the hardest things. So it's not just, okay, we figured it out. No, we are constantly working to figure yeah. it out. Mm. Is that the same for you, Allison? Just oh, no, it's quite different. No, <laughs> it's different. I'm just like, show me more about it. Every six months, then y'all yes. be sitting in front of the fire. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Allison, you, were, you were looking like, mm, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> Nice. Y'all be drinking wine and stuff. We do. We well, I, he, yeah. I drink my margarita and he drinks his, you know, his vodka, his vodka or his bourbon. He makes my margaritas. <laughs> I get his vodka. Oh You're my good. gosh. You're oh my good. Gosh. Yes. Love it. I love it. And oh, shout man. out to Mark. Y'all come over. Um, to yes, because we are like on that vaccination trail. We'll be over soon. We'll just be yes. happy and oh, over and vaccinated. Um, so, so for us, it's interesting that because, you know, uh, of course, Mark and I used to do our show on um, HUR, and the reason why that whole thing came about is because we typically will, you know, do a Facebook Live on Sundays. We used to do it more religiously, and we were able to take that brand 
and sort of parlay it in into um, to our, our radio gig. And, and uh, I love every moment that I spent there for 17 months. You know, things change, and that's cool because there's a lesson and blessings waiting. I believe, like because that's on the resume. Like we we're working together, right. and after that. So now we do a digital radio um, show that's on iHeart Radio and a lot of other platforms. So we have been working together for, I don't even, I can't even do the years at this point, um, in some way or another. And so every day, like we go to our home studio, we do our, our internet radio show, we have a ball, um, we laugh, like, and so like sometimes Mark will hit off a joke and I'll be like, oh. <laughs> and when that happens, <laughs> <laughs> when that happens that little you know that little love thing just be just like percolating up and I'm just like look at him and so you know our thing is a little bit different we're just maybe because the kids are so close in age and they're all here especially in this past year or so we've been like one little unit I heard my oldest just come in with her boyfriend she's like mom can we all have dinner and have a movie night tonight and so our, our vibe is is a little bit it's a little bit different but at the bottom of it is uh, a love that is a rock and a foundation. We also have laughter because we're kind of in the same, um, you know, we, we're basically in media. And so mm -hmm. it's one of our brands, Married in Media. So we know what it is. We respect each other because of it. Um, he said to me the other day, you know, I was watching you on TV and you are bad. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> No, we're 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 that couple. I'm gonna Yance, I'm gonna say like you guys are Lucy and Desi Arnaz from the old I Love Lucy, and we're the neighbors. Fred and uh, what's her name? Like we're no, that couple. You are not, like, you are not you So kind of like, and I always miss this. So with girls, it's not that the boys don't want to be here and like whatever, but I always felt like if I had daughters, they'd want to hang out with me more. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I'm like, so we asked, we're like, do you guys want to go to the beach? And they were like, with you? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> no, if I would have said we can bring like all your friends, then they would have been like, yeah, we'll go. Yeah. But you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Just the boys are you know just... What? I can relate to that because that's what I, you know, my son and I, we go on vacations and, yep. we, and it's always like, all right, well, you know, do you want to go here? You want to go on a little road trip? You, and he's like, with you, right. like, yeah. he doesn't really say that, but it's kind of right. like, just, it's just implied. <laughs> right. right. That's you what I like, got. Are you with me no more? Okay. Right. Cause you used to just, you know what? Tag them Shout out to both of you because you know what you're not raising? Mama's boys. So some woman out there is going to benefit from that <laughs> I very so. much. So some partner, I'll say, is going to benefit from that very much so. You know, I think, I think it's kind of... I don't know. I think, you know, that old saying, uh, uh, you know, the uh, uh, girl's a girl for life and a son's a son till he takes a wife type of vibe. I feel like, you know, that's not going to be hard out here. But he's yeah. a black man. So, yeah. I get it. You know, he's getting older. He's, he's about to be 16 this year. So he's okay. in his own but world. He has, he has a fly oh, well, mom, so. Yes. And that's what I was going to say. When did your kids realize that you were who you are? <laughs> <laughs> okay. When did they realize, like, 
oh, mom's on TV. <laughs> Like my kids will say, somebody just yelled at them when I was at Fox, um, Fox 5, real life Fox 5. They'd be yelling across the street and the girls would be like, me? And so it's like, because they sort of grew up. That's what I'm saying. Like I, you know, people want to know like, well, why did you leave? What happened? Blah, 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 whatever. That's, you know, that's for me to, to know that's, that's my journey. But I will say that because of my experience there for 21 years, DMV saw my girls grow up. And so they get recognized on their own a lot of the times. And so from when they were really little, they just remember like people coming up and, um, you know, hey, can I give you a hug? And I'll be like, yep, and mommy do it. They would say, mommy, is that one of our aunties? You know, because I, <laughs> you know, they, they know like, I don't have, right. I don't, I don't have a, a full blood sister that they know as an, as, an, as an aunt figure. So my friends were their aunties. Was that one of our aunties? I'm like, no, baby, that's just somebody who watches the show. So <laughs> it's like, they learned really early. And, um, and they also learned, don't say nothing slick out of your mouth because right. these people it's watch mommy on TV. Like, yes, the, right. You gotta give them don't that like, Can we go now? Nope, you stand right there and we're gonna talk to this nice lady. So I had to train them, or they're, they're really good girls. They're very polite girls. Um, and, and, you know, I think they, they like what I do. They, I feel like they feel proud of me. So it was never a struggle um, necessarily. But yeah, they, they knew really early. They knew okay. early. Okay, what about you, Sean? Um, so when my oldest, people used to say, oh my gosh, do you watch your mom on TV? He would say, but cartoons are on. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, um, and then I think the middle one, eh, the youngest one are very much so is is very much aware of it wanted to try to come into the studio anytime he could anytime he thought he was going to get to walk across the camera and um, much like um allison's girls he um and this probably is social media people speak to him they're like hey Jax. and i think yeah. that he he likes it but he's in this point now too though and vicky probably get, get this i don't know if your girls get it I cannot, if I try to take a picture with him these days, he's like, oh, no. post that picture. I'm like, why can't I post this picture? No. <laughs> because my <laughs> friends follow you and they might blah, 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 blah. So yeah. I have to have permission for pictures now. Right. But you know, I think that they think it's cool. But for, for, for me, my kids would probably think it was cooler or I should say my youngest would think it was cooler if I was like, you know, the ESPN uh, com uh, commentator. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> See you mom, thanks, right. bye. Yeah. So, you know, but yes, it, it, it's, it's, it's been a blessing, um, I think, for them to be able to watch and see it and just to not only see us, but to experience um, that world as well um, that oftentimes we have an opportunity, opportunity to experience. And, you know, so we talked about being wives, being mothers, um, but what about you and how do, how do you replenish yourself. I know you have to have a tribe of good girlfriends because we always need our good girlfriends to kind of unwind. How do you continue to have your own identity in the world of, okay, I have to be a wife and I have to be a mother and I have to work. How do you recharge and replenish yourself? Allison. Okay, Allison, I'm listening to this one. <laughs> <laughs> 
sometimes, um, sometimes it feels overwhelming. Sometimes there is, you know, so much to do. And then I come home and I'm like, this kitchen looks like a, a mess. And if somebody's not around, I just start, you know, washing the dishes or whatever. Sometimes it's a lot. And in those moments, I, you know, I don't want to be like, I wish I had like a better answer, but I really have to just plug in to, uh, to, to really what makes me, me. And, I, and for that, I try to just really stay in a place of gratitude because I know that all of this could go just like that. Um, you know, I've, I'm at a state now where I have lost uh, both of my parents and we were very close. And so I'm like, you know what? Being stressed out, being overwhelmed, feeling like you're drowning in all this. And I don't care how much you make, that's all relative. Like feeling like, how am I gonna get this bill together? You know, when I gotta do this other stuff and I have two girls in college and all that. Um, I just have to remember that it's an affirmation that I like. I just say it when I feel like that, you know, it's okay, helps on the way. It's okay, helps on the way. And that help is really me, my higher self, knowing that, you know, first and foremost, um, you know, I am Allison Seymour. That I, I didn't change my name when I got married. I am Allison Seymour uh, on all my documentation. At the end of the day, I'm accountable and responsible for my happiness and for the way I present myself in, in, in the world, how I show up. And sometimes I have to do a gut check and say, you know, girl, you snapping at these kids because who cares if like they're, all the computers are on the table, they're in school, that's, they just left them there. It's only Saturday morning. You know, you just have to really be like, what really matters? And so I try to make, I try to just keep myself in balance with that. But at the top of it is always, gratitude and knowing from where my blessings flow and that's just that's just how I do it I wish you know that's it no I love that you brought it to the red table talk I thought you were at the happy hour but you know what that was great <laughs> <laughs> yeah no yes awesome. he can, can for me if I have one glass of wine or one drink it's night night time like okay. I got no <laughs> oh okay I get it so yeah. sometimes yeah. I have she to sit it on my floor really, yeah I have to <laughs> Sometimes I just have to like really do a gut check without like being a little bit, you know, feeling in that zone a little bit. So yeah, I wish. No, I get it. I totally get it. I'm an affirmations person too. So yeah, yeah. I totally get it. Sean? Yeah. So I still am struggling with that. Like when do I find that time to replenish? And um, I was listening to someone the other day that said they get up an hour early in the morning to meditate and to do that. I've been trying to meditate recently and generally I will um, fall asleep uh, five minutes into my meditation or, you know, I will start here and end up over here. So I'm trying to, and I think I, for me personally, it is, I need to find sometimes the time for me. Um, I take some lessons from my friend, Allison, and I'm going to pull this off my wall right here. I just want you guys to see this. So Allison shared this with me. Her dad actually shared this with her. This is on the wall. It's uh, you, it's hard to see, but it's the it's the prayer of Jabez, yeah. and so it's on it's on the wall. Allison's dad um, shared this with her, so it's on the wall here in front of me. It's in my bathroom. It's in my closet, and um, Allison, I'm stealing your your prayer here. Oh, girl, no, I need to hear it. I haven't done it today. It's God bless me and indeed and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me to keep me from harm so that I am free from pain. And so on top of that, I have written, you got this, I am worthy, I am enough, um, just as reminders so that I see all that. Um, and I'm crying because I am a big old crybaby anyway. I cry over everything. But I guess just um, struggling, I think, you know, I struggle sometimes as a, like Vicki brought it up, 
how do I make sure that I'm giving enough to my husband, to my kids, to my job, to my family, to my friends, to my artwork, to my charity? And sometimes I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you can't. And that's, that was my point in doing it because I'm always looking for ways to replenish myself. And I think when I started focusing on that, because I was doing everything and I, I do have mom guilt a little, you know, I'm a single mom, but you know, my family, I we're born and raised here in DC. So I have family that really helped me to raise my son, but I was always working and I was always, you know, trying to make sure everything else was taken care of. And then at some point you're like, I don't have anything else to give. Like, I don't, I don't have the energy. I don't, I don't have it to give anymore. So where am I going to go? Therapy helped me to separate, um, you know, my own myself and my identity because I was getting lost in so many, in so many different things. And once I started to really carve out, just like Sean, you're very organized, mm-hmm. very organized. So now, now just with your, my clothes, I was about to say it, but, but <laughs> that's a, that's a skill that is great because you can carve out, even if it's 20 minutes to sit with yourself outside, mm-hmm. no noise to just really evaluate your blessings, what you're thankful for. And, you know, people often, I, I, I would hear people say, oh, you're on the radio. You don't have anything to worry about. Oh, your job is so fun. You don't have anything to worry. Oh, girl, you have, you, you look like you have a little bit of money. So you don't have anything. And I'm like, well, first of all, as my girlfriend, Alfreda has always said, and I always say this, don't count my money unless you count my bills. That's number one. So you don't know what I have to deal with on a daily right. you know, on a daily basis. But I think it's very important, you know, as women, especially Black women in this field, we endure so much. I'm sitting here in awe because I'm like, wow, like you guys are rocking it. You guys are wives and mothers, and you you know you have these great careers, but you also have to focus on you as well because we still want you around and we still want to experience you and we don't you know I don't want that weight of everything so I'm always learning new ways to kind of just like okay well I'm gonna go drive by the water and watch this take off you know for for a half an hour I'm gonna go down to the the um at, at Old Town Alexandria and go grab some Starbucks and just walk around with myself. So little things like that replenish um, yes. me and allow me to be, to continue to be the best person that I am. So I do want to applaud you guys because you make it look easy. You really <laughs> easy. say thank you for that. Um, you know, Absolutely. It, it ain't easy. It ain't easy. I mean, you, yeah. you know that. I mean, look, just, just every day, um, is a blessing, and I think Allison said it said it well. If you remember that, and um, you remember how we are here every single day, and, and and what we're grateful for, I think that helps center us. Can center us, you know. Yeah. I, I think at the end of the day, that's what matters. That's what matters. Yeah. Absolutely. This has been so much fun, and I want to do this again. Um, absolutely. We have to do it again. Thank you guys so much, but I want to know everything that you have going on outside of, you know, television, your projects that you're working on, Sean, I know you have your nonprofit girls night out and, um, just tell us a little bit about it and tell us the projects that you're working on currently. 
And yes, you do art. Um, I was looking at your, it was like Sean Yancey's art and design. I was like, oh yes. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> like, I love it. Thank you. Um, yes, um, Sean Yancey, art and design, working on pieces right now. Um, clients call for um, not just works that I've already created, but are looking for commission pieces. In fact, Gary, to start working on a commission piece right now for a client. Um, so that's my heart. That's my dream. And my husband said it was, a, what did he call it? A hobby until I got paid for it. So I get paid now. So it's not a hobby anymore. Um, right. Girls Night Out by Sean Yancey is the name that is known across our area. Um, it is a 501c3 now known as the Giving Foundation for Women and Children. Our mission is to help women and children um, who are to, to, to help pull them out of poverty. And right now we've had to pivot because of COVID. So we're focused on focusing on feeding families and meeting their needs wherever they are right now. So we, we had a number of set programs where, yeah, we, we donate coats and um, toys at Christmas time, but right now it's about feeding those families. Uh, we're gonna start something else where we're working families with families who need help paying rent, uh, whatever we can do. So those are um, the projects that I am working on outside of uh, being on the news every evening on NBC4. So I'm just grateful for um, those projects. And, you know, my brain is always going like this. So I'm thinking of something, yeah. some other stuff I got going on. So when that pops off, we'll let you know. Well, I just love, um, Sean, I love your creativity. I love that you have found a way to express yourself and get paid for it and, um, and share some beauty <laughs> in the world and what you're doing for the families of the area is so beautiful. Um, so for me, you know, it, it's interesting because I told you that Mark and I, we do our a digital radio show and, you know, different things get different platforms are getting added all the time. Still trying to get used to it. Um, but if you search in any of those iHeartRadio, I'm thinking um, it's uh, 100 Hip Hop and R&B FM. Um, Vic, I don't know if you know Lorenzo Ice-T Thomas out of Miami, but he is, yeah, uh, right. So he, it's, it's, it's his platform and he invited us on. It was like right after HUR. So we've been able to do that. And we, you know, we're often out as a little team hosting things and, and, and doing that, um, doing some work too with the DC government as far as uh, DC fit with how, you know, how you're supposed to be eating for longevity and all that. Um, but mainly my, my passion project right now is, is, uh, you know, getting up a little bit earlier. I was about to say, you, you, you have to get up early. I'm like, yeah. I'm just Allison. It, it, right. <laughs> yeah. It's get up DC and get up Allison. As, you know, cause it's earlier <laughs> than it used to be. So. <laughs> um, so our show is 425 to seven. I am blessed. It's almost like the universe was like, here you go girl. You done been through some stuff. Here you go. Here's Tony Perkins and Annie Yu. You know them. And um, let's go ahead and make this show. So, um, you know, that's what I'm doing and everything that comes with that. I'm, I'm excited because we're still working with like Eastern's Automotive, giving away money for, for different nonprofits. And, um, and I do this segment that I love called Get Uplifted. So if you have a story, somebody's doing good in the, in the area, you know, we do it every day. And I feel blessed because that's my brand. You know, I want to be that brand. I want to be like when somebody turns it on, even if it's bad news, they're like, well, you know what? My girl Allison is giving it to me and she's going to give me the facts, what's going on. And if it, um, you know, and how it affects me. But beyond that, I'm able to give some good news every day in my Get Uplifted segment. So I'm, I'm having a ball 
Um, it's just, it's an exciting time and I cannot wait for what's next. Like Sean, I have some little things I've been trying to get together um, in, in a more creative space. So when that comes through, I'll be calling you Vic. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and and give my love to, well, I, Tony always uh, and, and yeah. Danny. And I, t yeah. <laughs> I told Tony, you know, when I first met him and he was with Donnie and everything. And I was just like, Tony, you come in here so pleasant every day just like you've had I said you're like the black Mr. Rogers and he was like I'll take that <laughs> so no, we Sean and, I, and both Sean and I anchored with Tony for like years right. for years and then for years with Sean so yeah we you know right. that's a love that's him. our big brother. we love him <laughs> I had to show Tony some love <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. And I cannot wait to do this again. Allison Seymour, <laughs> Sean Yancey, we appreciate you. We love you. And I'm always rooting for you ladies. DJ Face is back. He's going to take us out of here. Y'all know he likes to rock out. <laughs> thank, thank you. Yes. Have a great one. Come in showing off, eh?